Greetings and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and each week I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective so we can know how God wants us, His people, to respond. If you've listened before, then you know I'm all about helping people discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. Truth, like the nations of the world, has been hijacked. Many people claim truth is relative, meaning it's personal and subjective. Much of what has for long tradition been considered wrong is now touted as being right. Instead of our children being protected, they have become prey. I can't think of any aspect of life that has not been systematically dismantled over the past several decades. In fact, there are those who believe this effort to destroy America, as our founding fathers established this nation, has been going on for over 200 years. We've learned in the nearly past three years that the destruction is not exclusive to America, but all the nations of the world. We've also learned what we're fighting is not a war in the natural where governments are against governments. We're in a worldwide spiritual battle where the kingdom of darkness has sought to overthrow the kingdom of God through our natural existence. It's a spiritual battle, but it's played out through the natural world and human existence. The casualties are real. The pain is real and the victory is assured for those who are wholly aligned with God. I started this podcast in July 2020 in an effort to help us all make sense out of the unprecedented events and tyranny we were subjected to. Nothing we were being told by government, media, or the medical community made sense. Neither did the claims of the origin of COVID-19 and the management of what we now know was the pandemic make sense. I became part of the alternative media of broadcasting and podcasting known as truthers, and I'm exceedingly glad I did. By seeking the Lord, we have learned a great deal of truth the kingdom of darkness doesn't want us to know. We've learned more about our role in God's plan and the essential importance of our partnering with God to see His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. It's been a couple of weeks since the United States midterms held on November 8th, and the widespread disappointment over the seeming lack of Red Sea or Red Tsunami, as some believe would happen. However, The disappointment is giving way to hopeful news, such as President Trump announcing on November 15th his campaign for president in the 2024 elections, and the House Oversight Committee making public the serious investigation of Joe Biden on a number of highly illegal matters that also involve the entire Biden family. If you haven't heard about that, you'll want to use the link in the show notes to read the article. It seems we're beginning to see long-awaited accountability and exposure of the two-tier system of justice. Josh Hawley exploded on Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, over the FBI's targeting of conservatives. Christopher Wray was also heavily questioned, which seems to be just the beginning of more accountability in that agency. A couple of weeks ago, when Stacey Whited from Flyover Conservatives was my guest, she recommended Kenneth Hagen's book, The Believer's Authority. I hope you got a copy and you have or are reading it. It has emboldened me in this fight, which is something we all need, especially in light of the seemingly disappointing midterms. If you haven't gotten it yet, please use the link in the show notes to purchase a copy and at the same time provide a little bit of financial support to this ministry. There was a term I read in Kenneth Hagin's book that I absolutely loved. He spoke of the role of all Christians being in the ministry of authority. As Christians, we have all Christ's authority and power to overcome all the schemes of the devil. The problem has been, while most Christians can parrot that statement and even agree with it, they remain uninformed as to the rights authority, and power we have, or how to properly wield these weapons. As a result, it's like not having any authority over the devil at all. And our ignorance has allowed the enemy to make highly devastating advancements without any real resistance, 
let alone opposing power to overcome him. But all that is changing. God has been waking his church up to our rightful place in his plan, and he recently said through his prophets, we have come to the end of his warnings, and now we have entered the time of his radical intervention. God has promised all along that those of us who diligently seek him will see the victory. It's assured. God has told us repeatedly not to allow fear because of what will happen and what we will see. As God cleans house, things will get much worse before they get better. We've been reminded again and again of Hebrews 11.1, which from the Amplified reads, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not yet revealed to the senses. And I'm personally drawn to Proverbs 25.2, which states, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search a matter out. As Christians, we are kings and priests, joint heirs with Jesus, so it is our honor to search for truth. And one man who quite apparently takes Proverbs 25.2 to heart is my guest, Derek Johnson. I recently learned of Derek when he was interviewed by Steve Schultz on Elijah Streams. As I listened to that interview, I wondered if some of what Derek was sharing should be kept under wraps so as not to tip off the enemy. But then he addressed that, saying that he'd actually been contacted by those working with President Trump, and he was thanked for sharing what he's been discovering, because it's helping people wake up to all that's truly going on. So I couldn't wait to invite him to be on my podcast. Derek is a United States Army veteran with a bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama and a master's in business from Colorado State University, where he finished with National Academic and Military Honors for a 3.8 GPA. Through his own in-depth research, Derek puts a keen focus on a blueprint that outlines the covert sting operation that's been taking place visually since October 2016 for the common, everyday, hardworking American via military law, military regulations, military orders, military symbols, code language and optics, and the United States Constitution and United States Codes. Here's part one of my three-part interview with Derek. Derek Johnson, I am so honored that you took the time to be part of my program and to allow my audience to learn from you today. I first learned of you by watching the interview with Steve Schultz on the Elijah Streams, and I was just taken back with the wealth of information that you have. In fact, as I mentioned a moment ago, I had to stop the interview and backtrack it and listen to it two or three times to make sure I was tracking and understanding. And so I think I'd like to take things a little slower for my audience that they won't have to do that. But I first want to start in asking you, what was the catalyst that made you want to dig deep and learn the truth that we're not learning from mainstream media or from our government uh, narratives or any other place we seem to be able to try to find truth these days. What was the catalyst for you? It's really not so much that I was digging for truth. It's just I, I grew up in this. My, my great-grandfather was Army Air Corps. My grandfather was Army. My dad and uncle were both Air Force. My brother, Army, uh, and also Navy SEAL. Um, they did joint. And then uh, my nephew was Army. And then all my great-uncles were Army or uh, you know, or Navy. Um, so it's just, I grew up in this. I grew up with a family that knew our, our legacy, our heritage. I'm a son of the Confederation. I'm a son of the uh, uh, revolution. So, you know, I, I just grew up in it and I've been, I was blessed to already have a foothold with our constitution, with our military foundation, with, with all that. Cause I had a grandfather who was a connoisseur of the army. Um, and, and then also our role in the revolutionary war and things of that nature. 
me personally, um, you know, it was one of those things where I had been, a, what's they call awake. Um, I think most of us have been awake in a different kind of way, but it's always defining who are we the people and defining how we, uh, you know, lead this country forward. And so many people are so confused with that. We the people, they feel like that's like a pep rally speech. Um, that it's just something we say and it's become more and more and more and more loose in just our verbiage um, and, and not applicable and understanding how to apply that with our lives and moving forward. We have a government. We have a system. People complain about politicians all the time, career politicians. Everybody has made a joke about a career politician in their lifetime. Um, and but, you know, it's like we define this government. And we have this system. But whenever we complain or whine or gripe or moan about the system, uh, nobody ever wants a seat to understand how the system works and how to fix it. Um, it's a man-made system, and we can fix that. Uh, it, it just takes the we, the people, understanding that's not a pet rally speech. So I kind of get frustrated more and more and more because of my generation. Uh, the generations below me mm -hmm. are way off. They're, they're, they're completely gone. Um, and so, you know, here's my dad. My dad's 80. My uncle's 86. And the way they talk, you know, I mean, it's like they're the old straight line management, get things done, production. Um, and, you know, so some of us are still here that that grew up under that same uh, mentality, that same ideology, which is uh, the American dream. It's the American ideology. I mean, that's what America is. America is that idea on a piece of paper in the Smithsonian. We, but we have to put feet to that. We can't just sit there and go, oh, uh, you know, God bless the USA and America and this. We're the greatest country of all. No, we're the greatest country of all because we, the people, come together and we have a secure border, a secure nation. We identify our citizens. You know, the identification process don't mean that we don't want gay people, Buddhist people, um, you know, Latino this or that, whoever you are. Just because we want an identity don't mean that you're excluded out of that because you're not white or Anglo-Saxon, as the old sayings are, European or whatever. Um, so that's that's kind of frustrated me the most. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what kind of led me to, uh, you know, finding a way to put this all together. But also when President Trump was presented to the people. I had heard so much stuff on the campaign trail that I knew that this was not, this is not a presidency. This was, it was all military language. It was military talk. And I get that most people aren't in the military. 99% uh, of current population are not in the military. There's less than 1% serving in all armed forces. Then we only have 97% of the population that's never served. So 3% are veterans. Veterans, we, that three percentile, most veterans stay off. They stay off the beaten track and they just let people whine, complain, moan and gripe uh, because, you know, when you take that three percentile, then you separate the guys who know what's going on out of that three percentile. It's unfortunate that not many veterans, there's a lot of veterans that don't know what's going on because they were motivated to serve for different reasons. We have housing, salary, dental, metal, GI Bill, not just for themselves, for their spouses and their children. So there's a lot of wrong motivations to serve in the military. But when you swear in, you swear under Title 10 and you swear to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. You swear that you'll bear, you'll give true faith and allegiance to it. And you also swear that you'll do what? Obey the orders of the officers of the president and also the, the, by the, the orders of the president and the officers appointed over you. And then it says what? According to regulations and a uniform code of military justice, which is military law. So 
you have all these guys who shuffle in. I did it in Montgomery, Alabama is where I swore in. Uh, you have all these people shove in this room and they raise their right hand because they just want to be, oh, I want to be a soldier. I want to get in that uniform. But they didn't realize what they were taking an oath to. And that's very important. Uh, it's no different. Why do people get married if they just divorce within a year? You know, it's like, did they not hear the vows they said? It says, you know, for better or worse, for sickness and health. You know, so it's a lot of that going on today where no one really understands the value and the honesty and integrity in what you're uh, vowing or swearing to protect. And that's what kind of lit my fire uh, because I heard President Trump dropping all these what we call code language and military and optics. And I know people don't know what those are that didn't serve. And so when I heard all those, I was like, man, this is this is way different than any other four years in presidential history. And I started you know, putting the pieces together as he laid them out. And that takes patience because if you're sitting in 2017, you wouldn't have known about the order in 2018 coming up. You wouldn't have known about the order in 2019, the orders, the, you know, so it takes patience. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't understand the art of war. They don't understand that these things do take time. Um, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, I'm not exempt from gas prices. I'm not exempt from anything going right now. Um, so it's uh, I felt like it was God's calling for me to go, OK, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you take this. This is how you put it in this blueprint. This is how you breathe a little bit and teach people that that corner of the room back here is the best place you want to be in. And we're in the corner of America right now. We're in the corner. But guess what? You can either ball up and cry or you can stand up and realize your back's covered. We have everything in front of us. Mm -hmm. And let's nip this in the bud. Let's get this settled. Let's get this solved. And then we can move on to a new, grander life because that's what's going to happen with, I mean, it's a lot of information. As you said, we said in the pre-show, it's a lot of information. The new quantum system, the new financial system. I mean, all these things, there's a bunch of stuff coming in the near future. Um, and it had to be drawn out over time because you just couldn't put that all on the American people. This quit, the corruption, and also the new stuff. It, it was going to take time. So let's help the audience understand right now about our present government, and especially on the heels of President Trump saying he's going to run for office in 2024. How would you have us understand what's truly going on with respect to our government here in the United States? Well, Tuesday night was just an optic drop, basically. Um, Before you go further, what do you mean by optic drop in case somebody listening doesn't understand that term? An optic drop just means that he had a lot of of what we call uh, hidden verbiage in there that went for people who know military language, military optics, military code language, uh, things that have already been going on, things that have already taken place. Um, I'll give you a great example. Uh, I was born in Mobile, Alabama, and my mother loves this story of Jeremiah Denton was a prisoner of war um, in Vietnam, and Jeremiah was from Mobile, Alabama. Um, he was a POW in Vietnam. Of all people, God chose him, and thank God, but they put him on TV, and uh, he was supposed to tell the, the USA, he was telling the generals and everybody watching that, hey, you know, I've got water, we've got food, we're being taken care of. The whole time he said that, he was blinking with his eyes double. T-O-R-T-U-E, torture. He was doing Morse code with his eyes. Okay, and, and I mean, I'm telling you, males, we, we stink at, at multitasking, we do. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it, uh, considering I'm a left brain thinker. Um, I'm a creative thinker, so it, it helps be a left brain creative person. But, you know, for him to be able to, to not break that with his, t his tone and his voice and his bravado, 
uh, was so brilliant. And then also it's brilliant on behalf of the men who was on the other side, the men and women watching on the other side, mm -hmm. seeing, hey, look, look what he's doing his eyes. I think he's doing Morse code. I mean, it's just on both sides. It was it was just, I mean, godly and phenomenal and brilliant. So that's what I talk about with President Trump. The other night he had 58 that I went back. I sat, pulled up YouTube, got my pen and paper. OK, there's a calm, what we call a calm or an optic calm. Boom. 58 of them. And they're all monumental and brilliant what he said. Um, I'm supposed to go on Charlie Ward's show next week and drop off 58 of them. So it's going to take me a while to go through them. But so for the people who don't know, you have to understand your history a little bit. But, you know, our military came first in this nation. Our founders were not 20 year old men or 22 year old guys that were hoity toity, this, that and other. Our founders were men who had lived a little bit of life. They'd been weathered. They'd been torn. They had seen some things. You know, I sound like a Pentecostal preacher here, you know, but they had, <laughs> they had seen some things before. You know, they've been through some life before. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, I get an amen. So these guys had seen some life. They knew what worked. They knew what didn't. But they also fled persecution. So they didn't, you know, they set up this nation where, yes, they were godly men. Yes, they were Christian, Judaism. They had all seminary backgrounds, a lot of them, but they also separated that. They also wanted people to worship how they wanted to worship. You didn't have to be Roman Catholic. You didn't have to be Baptist. You didn't have to be anything that defined you or, you know, define the whole population as one thing. They wanted you to have your freedoms, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But they wanted you to know that in order to be gay, in order to be whatever you are, that you have to have a strong border and a strong uh, security. And that came through military first. That's why they said the very, some of the first things they said, we need a swift army of the sea and we need a swift army of the ground. Plain and simple. We didn't obviously have air back then. Uh, we didn't have the Air Force and any of those things. So uh, that's why it was just swift army of the sea, swift army of the ground. They created the army first. There were already National Guard, for sure. You know, that was 1636. Uh, but but you move forward. They wanted identified armies and identified Navy. So the army came first, June 14th, 1775. But 16 days later, on June 30th, just 16 days later, June 30th, 1775, the first 69 articles of the uniform code, what became the uniform code of military justice. But the first 69 articles of military law came out June 30th, 1775. Then you had the Navy, October 13th, 1775. Then the Marines, as we joked in the military, our veteran jokes that saved the best for last during that era, November the 10th, 1775. Hoorah. So, you know, there's that. That was a whole year. Well, the Army was, but that was a whole year before the Declaration of Independence. So people need to understand that was our founders setting precedent that military came first. Then the Declaration of Independence. Freaking phenomenal. They declared independence seven years before the war ended. So it wasn't like they won the war and said, boom, we horse this flag, we're the victors, and we're this, here's our independence. No, they declared it seven years before the war ended. And the reason why that's very important, I'm willing to bet if it would have taken 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, however long it took to win the war, they were declaring this back here. So people have to understand that. Um, and then it was also um, 11 years before, well, depending on which side you look at, but the Army from June 14, 1775 to the 1777, 
That was the first, what we call the Articles of Confederation. That was our first constitution, which led into the 1787. So it, it led into that. So the, the 1787 is what we adopted as our constitution. The military used the, the Articles of Confederation, but the one that the people adopted came 12 years after the military foundation. So people need to understand that too. So the military was first. Military law is separate than federal law. The military can act without Congress. Our founders made that precedent. Okay, so mm -hmm. if, if we ever lost our country, as the Declaration of Independence says, it specifically says in the Declaration of Independence that we have the right to alter or abolish and institute new government. So there's that. Then you skip on down to the bottom. It says it is our right and it is our duty to overthrow such government that goes against its, in layman's term, goes against its foundation. In fact, let me quote that. I've actually been looking for that while you've been talking because you sparked that in me. I remember that's part of our Declaration of Independence. So let me read it for the listeners. It reads, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness, end quote. That's written by our founding fathers. Which is before the Constitution. So people need to understand when you, how to apply that is when destructive who all ends, the ends, when government is destructive to our ends, we the people's ends, our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, we need to institute new government, which is what's going on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to. No, this is perfect time. That's exactly what I wanted to, to segue into is that our government, we, we basically have a parallel government going on right now, a legitimate and a fraudulent. Would you address this and tell us the hope that we really should be holding on to with the intel that you've discovered? And I want to also point out where you have received your information is public documents and a study of history and a study of some legal documents that are all available. It's not like you have some insider intel that's already existing in government. You have researched this for yourself. So please continue. I really want my audience to hear this part. I mean, it's all law and order. And, and once again, we have a government. We have a system. We'd much rather keep that fits it than the alternative. The alternative would be a civil war. And we don't want that. I, as a veteran, are telling you right now, you don't want that. And uh, I don't want that. Uh, because people already can't handle just being told something direct. You definitely got me to understand bloodshed and things of that nature. We already have it in different ways in this country, but we don't want it where it's a uh, man and woman against each other. We don't. We're better than that. We can learn from history. And that's what we're, I'm trying to do is say, look, we don't want that. Here's how you fix it. There is a way that we all can, as the old saying, coexist. There's a way to do that uh, if you understand what our founders actually meant by the foundation. Um, so you just need to understand that if you're not someone who likes guns or things of that nature, great. You can be the drummer, as the saying is, you know, but that's all all pun aside and all jokes aside. Still, there, there are certain people who are cut out for certain jobs, uh, you know, like me before the military. I couldn't have been a, a surgeon at all. Now, I think I can now because I, 
I, my stomach can handle stuff now that that I, I couldn't before. But there's certain things for certain people, and that's okay. Uh, but you have to have a strong border and strong nation. We have a government. We have a system. So it's always a lot of people uh, watching normally are business people or work in a business, and they understand business structures. So it's no different than a company that the CEO or something is going wrong in top level management. Well, when they bring in new management, you don't come in and start flinging things and firing people and changing things. No, a good leader will come in and go, okay, what is our product? What is our service? All right, now how do we get to that goal? What is it manufacturing, supply chain, whatever it is, how do we reach the goal? Okay, this is how. All right, now what's our problem? What's going on? Where is the problem? What is the problem? You identify the problem before you ever get rid of anybody or anything. So that's the same thing with the government right now. We know we have a government. We know we have a system. These roads don't get paved on their own. The lights in the city don't turn on their own. There's things that we have. We've reached such a high level. We're in international trade now uh, where we owe countries. Countries owe us trade, barter systems. There's always been a barter system. So understanding that. So how do you fix it? It's a man-made system. It can be fixed. So identifying what's going on. Well, you have to understand where America derailed. And you have to understand this is it's all in law. This ain't something that I made up. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's an, uh, an atrocity to America, the United States of America. But the Constitution of America that we just talked about is called the United States of America. All right. In uh, 1871, Ulysses S. Grant, president, signed an Organic Act of 1871, which put us back under the crown, put us back under the very country that we fought for our independence from. We signed over to Britain because he was bankrupt. The U.S. was bankrupt. So borrowed money. Well, it probably started off at the time where, OK, well, maybe it wasn't as bad, but it, it gradually got worse and worse and worse. So when you go read the Organic Act of 1871, it parallels with something called Stoutenburg versus Hennick, which is a law, a court case, Stoutenburg versus Hennick, and then 28 U.S. Code 3002, which is the definition portion of the United States. Okay, we left the United States of America and we became the federal corporation of the United States under the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia, as defined in Stoutenburg versus Hennick and the Organic Act of 1871, the District of Columbia has its own foreign territory. It has its own constitution, has its own laws, codes, also seal and motto. So I did this last night on the show. So watch my hand. So you have the military side. All right. This is going to be the law war manual and the Constitution of the America, the United States of America. Then with this one, you have the federal corporation, the District of Columbia and the career politicians. So I'm going to show you how these guys here tricked America and they tricked you to believe in that the District of Columbia Constitution is the American Constitution. They quote it all the time. We'll pick up from here next week, but wasn't that fascinating? And consider all that Derek shared in light of the prophecy from Kim Clement that there would be a time when the United States would have two presidents. If you don't know about that prophetic word, be sure to listen to my interview with Jared Lasky titled The Two-President Prophecy. There's a link in the show notes. Because my podcasts are pre-recorded and there are two more episodes with Derek, I know all of what he shared during my interview that you won't hear for a couple of weeks, so I want to give you a heads up. 
in what turns out to be part three of my interview, which was recorded on November 18th, 2022, Derek gave me a scoop. He said he was giving the information to me first instead of Charlie Ward. Sorry, Charlie. But not sorry, because by the time that portion of this interview airs, Charlie will likely have already released the news, so in effect, he still gets the scoop. In week three, however, you'll learn from Derek about what he's called a very beautiful drop that Donald Trump made in his speech November 15th, 2022. Truly, as you listen to this entire interview, your optimism for our nation and the world should be greatly increased. Derek is convinced military power has been in charge, sealed indictments have been completed, and there's much more to come. And God, through his trusted prophets, has said when we experience a time of silence, potentially loss of power and the internet being down, and possibly being shut in our homes, for us to rejoice, knowing this is a sign that the victory is nearly complete. As I've urged you before, do all you can to be prepared. Have battery-powered radios, potentially a shortwave radio. Have ample food, water, medicine, diapers if you need them, whatever you might need. If we're shut in, you'll want to have everything in place. God has said any such shut-in will be for our protection. So let's get prepared now. Have cash on hand in small denominations. I mean, if the power is out, there may be backup power on the ATMs, but understand they only spit out $20 bills. Without having smaller bills, you may have to fork over a 20 for a loaf of bread. Make sure you have backup power, too to keep your refrigerator at the very least running. Next week, I'll share part two of this three-part interview with Derek Johnson. You won't want to miss any of these podcasts as Derek presents the most satisfying and optimistic potentials for our nation from a natural perspective. Add to that all we are expecting from God's supernatural intervention, and I'm even more convinced. Although we may go through some additional difficult times and circumstances, we are at the very verge of a tremendous victory and worldwide impact. Be sure to tell others to listen to these podcasts so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. To help you confidently purchase goods and services you need while supporting the financial needs of this podcast, I've been vetting different potential affiliates. I don't have traditional commercial sponsors because that would mean they have a say in the content I bring you. Instead, I seek affiliates who essentially pay me a commission for each sale I bring them, keeping me in control of the podcast content. This is yet another way I seek to demonstrate integrity for you, my listeners. I ask you to use my affiliate page link to listen to the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase, but to help you, I am researching companies, interviewing their representatives, and providing you with a journal of my own personal experiences using their products and services. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. When it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to a maximum healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. I've also been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened with over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders, which could include poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I'm personally taking this supplement, and I can tell you I've been around many people who have been sick, and I have not been at all. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB, which stands for Faith to Live By, to receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose to subscribe, you can actually receive a 10% discount. 
And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to also. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins, like the vast majority of our consumer goods brands are in this country. As consumers, we think we have thousands of choices, but the truth is most everything we purchase is controlled by only 11 different corporations, all of which have bought into the woke narrative with all of its oppressive evils. So instead of supporting these corporations who work against us, let's support American-owned and operated smaller businesses who truly have our health and welfare in mind. You'll find a link in the show notes to learn more about Operation Tomahawk. When it comes to diversifying your income, I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of real concern. As one of my affiliates, Kirk offers free consultations so he can learn about your personal considerations to decide what might be a good strategy for you and your financial goals. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team using the link in my show notes. And when you do, be sure to tell him you learned about him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get credit for referring you. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available through my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By. Any or all of these books would make excellent Christmas gifts. What better gift can you give than the gift of truth? And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, Use it at checkout and get a 20% discount. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. And while I welcome direct contributions, they are not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed for you, or you'll receive five of my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry work. And on the checkout page, you'll find a button to click to make a donation. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast has impacted you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring you with this podcast, you'll find a whole lot more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm also very active on social media. I can cover much more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listener page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively. And you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me know more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. I also invite you to subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred customer where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcasts, I'll have a way to contact you. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. 
Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.